0: How's it going everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks. I have my new season co-star with me, Dr. Mitchell Yaz. How's it going, Dr. Mitchell? It is awesome to be with you, Brad,
1: looking to spread the gospel about being pain-free and having the life you so justly
0: deserve. Awesome. Can't wait, can't wait. One day I get a call and I'm in my, my
1: office, my personal office is in the basement, and, I, and the lady in the front contacts me and says, uh, There's a guy named Mehmed Oz on the phone for you, and he wants to speak to you. And I'm like, What? This is bullshit. Ain't no Mehmed Oz contacting me. That's impossible. <laughs> She's like, The man said his name is Mehmed Oz. He wants to speak to you. So I'm like, All right, someone's playing a game. All right. So I get on the phone, and the guy says, Yeah, hi, this is Mehmed Oz. Um, I just wanted to let you know, I found out about your method. It's really incredible. I saw your website. And I just want to let you know that I think that what you're doing is fantastic. But I just have a little question for you. A very, very good friend of mine wants to see you, but he was told it's a three month wait do you think you could do a favor for me and see if you could see him a little earlier? Here's all my contact information. After you see him, I definitely want you to contact me and tell me what happens. And of course, what do you, what do you think I'm going to do? Right. Yeah. So I get the guy in the next day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not do that? So I did that, but that will show you just the influence of what this happened. So anyway, so the lady contacts the guy for the PBS special and, um, it costs about $30,000 to do a test show for PBS. Yeah. Okay. So it's a lot of money and they really are hesitant. So he goes to the corporate aspect of CBS and he's like, there's this guy, he's got this method about pain and we want to do this. And they're like, we ain't doing nothing about pain. Oh. No, there, there ain't no way we do nothing about pain. The, the powers that be say, we just leave pain the way it is. <laughs> and he's like, I, I can't get it for you. There's no way. So I think it's done. Yeah. So this is wild. On a Sunday night, I get a call from the guy. And he says, I got to tell you something. I said, what? He said, I have five people scheduled to do a PBS test show. This coming Wednesday in Albany, New York, which is, I'm on Long Island. This is a, a eight-hour drive, a two-hour flight, something like that. You show up. One of them, a doctor. It was a doctor. Just canceled. You show up here on Wednesday. You have your test show. Bam. I'm like, you gotta be freaking kidding. I'm freaking out. Now, to do the test show, you are found out about it five to six weeks ago. You made a script. You you reviewed it with him. Everything is said. You're going to do it by talking through a teleprompter. I've got four days, he says. You don't have Good to for the script. You're going to just <laughs> speak for 20 minutes. You're just going to do a monologue. You're going to say whatever you think you want to say. And then... There's the pledge portion where you're going to be working with someone. I'm going to teach you how to do the pledge portion on the spot. You're going to learn how to do pledge on the spot. <laughs> and I'm like, oh,
0: okay. This is, oh, I, I
1: mean, I, if this is what's supposed to happen, fine. So I get up there. And the way it's set up is there's this big sta- uh, stage. And they have four cameras. And for the test show, there's nobody in the office, in the, in the audience. And he says, okay. He goes into the control room. Action. And I'm like... Uh, this is mitchell yas and i have this method and he's like oh my god, yeah, on, god. Yeah. and and he just he's getting mad at me and he's like i thought you had a reason for coming here you you want to resolve pain you have this method you went you developed this it's, it's taken you decades to develop it you are trying to reach people look into that goddamn camera and tell them why they should get this get your method And it just juiced me up and I went just ballistic and I was just angry and foaming. And he taught me how to talk to the four different cameras. Don't stay at one camera. It takes. And so I finished that part and it probably took us on a three or four hours. So he's like, okay, now we're going to do the pledge portion. And this guy comes out and he is renowned in PBS. Yeah. And he says, okay, here's the way we're going to do it. You see there's two cameras there. This is camera one. This is camera two. When you're going to talk, you're gonna talk into camera two, which is to the right. When you're not talking, you're smiling and looking straight ahead at camera one. You never if he talks to you, never look at him. Never look at him. If he asks you a question, never look at him. Just stare at camera. This is this is wild. Stare at camera one. And then when he talks to you, pause a moment and say, Thank you, Bob, and talk to camera two. You have to talk to camera two. That's your camera. When you're done, don't look back at him. Go look at camera one. This is so bizarre. Yeah, but and that's how
0: the world of video it, works. So. It's
1: the way. And so you're literally trying to figure this out on the spot. And like for the first time, he says something, and I say, "Well, Bob," he's like, "No, no, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Look at camera. Look at camera one. Don't." And then eventually, I'm looking. I, I say, "Okay, Bob." And then I talk, and I'm talking to camera one. He's like, "No, no, no, camera two. And this is all happened. And this is after I've just spent three to four hours getting that other shit done. It's finally done with about six, eight hours. And I am literally exhausted. I can barely stand up. I am so exhausted from this premise. (laughs) And so finally, we're done. I said, you know, what do you think, man? How did it go? And he's like, first of all, the fact you pulled this off is a miracle. Nobody (laughs) has ever done it spontaneously. Nobody has ever done it spontaneously. That was freaking amazing. I said, what do you think? He's like, I won't know until we send it out. And what they do is the test show is put in five locations. It's Buffalo, Albany, Miami, Dallas, I think San Francisco and, and Los Angeles. Five five, And it's put on like 11 o'clock in the afternoon, three o'clock in the morning. And you have to have written a book because that's your pledge okay. gift. And quite simply, they show it. They look for pledging. Who, the number of people that pledge that determines if it's successful, and if it's successful, you get to do the full-blown Ooh. pledge show. So I don't hear shit for like three months, <laughs> and I'm on vacation with at the time my wife and my daughter. And I see it says the guy's name, and I'm like, "What the hell is this all about?" So I call him. Hey, yeah, uh, what's up, man? How's it going? And he's like, "I got to tell you, we got the results of the test show." And I'm like, "Oh, was it good? Did we do anything?" He said. You broke every record Bam! by a gazillion. So the num- the most test, uh, pledges that anyone got in a test show was like 75. You got 300 and something. Wow. We want to sign you to a set. We want to sign you to a test show. So uh, to a pledge show. Yeah. So that's the next steps. So and now I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to do this pledge show. How excited. I still don't understand exactly what it means, but OK, that's cool. So. He thinks this is going to be the biggest show ever. So he wants to get a major publisher. So you, you do the show and you have to have gifts. So the gifts for me were going to be my book, my new book that I'm going to produce, a set of exercise um, resistance bands. Um, uh, uh, so what else do we have? Uh, it was the bands, the book. Um, I think uh, it's video on how to do the exercises. And then um, there was going to be another piece to it. So it was going to be four pieces. So he wants to get a major publisher. The dude lines up Harper Collins, the largest publisher in the world. Largest sure. publisher in the world. I'm about to sign to Harper Collins, the largest publisher in the world. And wow. he says, you know what? I think there's someone better for you. Um, Hay House Publishing is the second largest publisher in the world. And they do live um shows that they have a speaking tour they have their own radio station i think that that's a better fit for you so he tells me he's going to go into the head guy and what he did was he just put my test show down he put my first book down he says this is the guy that's going to be the biggest guy on pbs you got a week to decide if not he's signing with harper collins
0: bam that's enough pressure right there for him (laughs) it was it was that simple and
1: so like within a week, I heard that we were going to sign. So we went through all the process. So I'm going to write a book for, for Hay House Publishing, second largest published room. Now, anyone who knows Hay House will know they're into spirituality, they're all new age, and they're, they're taking on a physical pain guy, which is very bizarre, completely outside their character. They never, but, and people always, understand, always ask me, how did you get Hay House? It was a part of PBS. The guy had convinced them this is going to be the biggest show. And they had never had an author do a PBS special. So this was going to be a first for Hay House as well. Wow. So it's, it's wild stuff. I mean, they say, write everything you need to know, you know, you know about pain and, you know, we're going to comprise this book. And, and they figure out names of books and stuff. And just to appreciate how crazy this is, um, I had, was still working. So at night from 10 to 2 in the morning, that's when I would go and I would write. And I was told in September, you have to be done by January. That's when you have to finish the manuscript part. So I had three months, basically. In three months, out of my head, with not a single document on, the paper, on my desk, no reference. I wrote 432, eight and a half by 11 pages. 432 out of my head. So I handed in, and it was every part of the body and it was everything I knew and it was all the stuff I talk about. And they're like, Are you freaking crazy? We gotta condense it's, this down to
0: hundred yeah. pages. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this ain't gonna be no war and peace thing. We gotta shrink this down. So they have how, professionals that do that. <laughs> so so so, like, how are you gonna you're gonna reduce it by reducing the types of course? I'm like, You can't you can't do that. You can't tell people, oh, some of the courses that potentially are available, we're not gonna tell you about. So we said. Okay, what are the most significant areas where people have pain? And we'll say that the book really focuses on the primary areas. So we took out the elbow, the wrist, the hand, the ankle, and the foot. And that's how we got it down. And so they figured out the name and it all went. And so we ended up doing the PBS special. And
0: the how, did, problems, how did that how did that fare versus uh Yeah? So so here's the the thing.
1: Local stuff. Here's the thing about the PBS special. So What happens is you're going to do three 20 minute monologues and they're beautifully done. And anyone can go on YouTube, Dr. Mitchell Yassin, you can see them and and it's really professionally done. The key to PBS is the pledge portion. Yeah. And you have to have this natural relationship between the host and the, the, the celebrity, the guest, whatever. And there's gotta be this connection and this kind of go between and stuff like that. Well, you don't know who's going to ask you to go live to the pledge portions. Other than that, there's going to be a national one. And so you have to make the national one. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't think the instructions I was given was very helpful. Basically, he told me, whatever they ask you, the host who's going to do the national one, always come back with well, what's most important is that you pledged to PBS. So please pick up that phone and pledge yeah. to PBS. <laughs> and every, and what do I know about this? This yeah. is the guy, he's a big guy. He's telling me to do it. So every answer I gave had, had that. that.
0: Well, it's a call to action. It's like the, the earliest forms of call to actions. <laughs> yeah, but
1: it doesn't exactly come across very sincere. Yeah. No. <laughs> and so. The national ones didn't get the results they wanted. When I went to 13 live ones, um, you get rated zero to five. Five is you're the best. Nobody beats you. Four, you're one of the highest ever. Three is good. Two two to zero is a disaster. Yeah. Every one of them were four or fives. In fact, in San Francisco, I beat Susie Orman. That year, I beat Susie Orman in pledge. And it was because it was very natural. And what it, kind of inadvertently would happen was, especially in San Francisco, the dude had shoulder pain. Yeah, and so I meet him before we're going to go on and do the live pledge, and, and I'm like, "Let me
0: shoulder if you hit if you crush this work, that's so
1: <laughs> I I, I got just me, 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 I just would say, "Wish you Okay, so what you have is he had a shoulder issue. I, I I basically massaged out some nodding, had him do some exercise and instantaneously had more range of motion. <laughs> so the dude comes on and says. Ah, I got to be honest with you. you. The guy just literally did what he said he does. He really just did to me. And so um, people have a natural affiliation to these hosts. These hosts have been in these locations for 10, 20, 30 years. So when that guy says that, that's real. It's real. It means something. And also, obviously, didn't it kind of like soften the relationships? And when we were live, it was like I was talking to a friend, right? Yeah. And so those went extremely well. So it just turned out that it overall, nationally, it didn't have... They made back their money, it cost $150,000 to make a PBS special. Yeah. They got it back in spades. But it was not the... It didn't have the um, long-lasting effect that I think everybody thought it should have. Yeah.
0: But still, good to put on your resume. It's... Very impressive. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Most When they find out that I was a PBS, uh, I was a PBS, I had a PBS show, people like, people understand no, that's I not an cool easy that. thing. <laughs> right. That, that's not, it's not easy. And think about it. If you even watch PBS today, you'll see that the substantial number of people who are doing PBS specials are the same people. They're doing their fourth, their fifth, their sixth. So, you know, you go back to the period of time this has been going on, 40, 50 years. I'm telling you, I bet you less than 100 people have actually done PBS specials. I'm talking oh. national specials, not a local regional one, but a national special. That special was there. The craziest part is the ones that like come out of Buffalo. Buffalo has a massive reach into Canada. The ones in the upper uh, in Los Angeles, I was getting contacted from people in Ontario oh, telling wow. me I saw. Oh, I I got a massive level of people from Canada from the PBS special who saw me, and that kind of was the next big growth stage and then finally kind of a year after that it was um this magazine called what doctors don't tell you (laughs) which is an international magazine sold in 20 countries translated into 14 languages produced in the uk does a cover story and it says how to really get rid of your pain what you're doing is probably wrong and I know nothing about this. I swear to God, I know nothing about this. And it's sold in the United States at Whole Foods and Publix and some, uh oh, Barnes and Noble. So a lady that I know in Atlanta, Georgia, calls me up and she's freaking out. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe this um, this uh, article about you. And what doctors don't tell you, it's amazing. Like, It's like seven pages long and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about yeah
0: i don't remember this (laughs) i don't even know what you thought and she's so
1: excited she she's not giving me a chance to like slow down i don't know what you're saying i haven't done an interview i would know if i did an interview and i haven't done an interview in a year two years i i don't know no 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 i'm looking and i'm like what are you talking what doctors don't tell you go there so i go to a i go to a Barnes and nobles and sure as shit there's this article about it and i mean it's seven pages and it's highlighting the book. And so I'm like, I got to find out what happened. So I contact the editor-in-chief. Her name's Lynn McTaggart. And apparently she had friends. One of the chief offices for Hay House is in London. And she knew people there. They must have known she was having back pain, told her about the book. She used the book, resolved her pain, and decides to do this article unbeknownst to me.
0: Wow. Can you even do that? Or I guess maybe back then you could. Oh, well, I don't <laughs> I mean, have the rights only to it for you.
1: Yeah, I don't even have the rights to it. The, the, oh. the publisher has the rights oh, to the okay. book. Yeah. So um, it doesn't you know, I have no control over any of this stuff. So I contacted, I, you know, I, I contacted her and her husband's name is Brian. He owns it. And um, I'm like that. I mean, I'm on it. I, I yeah. think that's incredible <laughs> that you do that for me. And they're like, we think And this is when it gets really well. We think what you're doing is God's work. Nobody is saying what you're saying. Nobody. And, and it's real. It makes sense. And, 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 it, and it needs to be told. So anytime you want to write an article for us, yeah, we'll, we'll publish it. No problem. So I end up writing a couple of articles. And in May, I think it is 2018, January 2018, I do an article about sciatica and that it's not from the spine. It's actually from a muscle impinging on the nerve in the butt. And then I, in, um, in that was January of 2018. May 2019, I do an article about the unnecessary use of hip replacement. That, in fact, all the evidence is that pain is not coming from the joint, it's coming from surrounding muscle. Those two issues are the fastest selling out issues of what doctors don't tell you in over 30 years of it wow. being out. And they're like, (laughs) yeah. And so they're like, we need, we want to be a part with you, whatever you, whatever you want. And so every now and then she'll contact me and she'll say, okay, we're ready for another article. They're starting to do live shows in 2020. I was asked to go to London to do, they had their first live show where they highlighted people. I did it. In fact, I'm just, now I see I'm being asked to come back again this year from COVID. And it's just an extension of all the things that have happened to me. and. I yeah. just think this is what my path was meant you, to be. You were meant to do, Love yeah. It. Well, crazy uh,
0: story, crazy yeah, story. But I know, that's all the true, all true. <laughs> that's the best, you know, nitpicking and getting in there and it's like everyone's got these crazy stories and yeah, you know, what have I been doing with my life? Jesus, I got <laughs> to <It>, get going. <laughs> it, it's it's kind of wild because I, I'm kind of at the point that I, I I talk
1: about my life and I say I feel like. I'm being used for a higher um, purpose by a higher power because so many things started, literally started from my childhood. If I had not had self-esteem issues, self-worth issues and, and a recognition it was coming from being as thin as I would, I would have never wanted a weightlift. If I never wanted a weightlift, I would have never begin to apply the laws of physics to weightlifting. Think about how bizarre it is that my first job, I I think I'm supposed to be in construction and architecture and grow buildings. That fails. And it's my parents that say some of our friends' kids became physical therapists and seem to like it. And since you like weightlifting- Why don't you try it? (laughs) The very first guy that I meet in the gym that I'm working has a master's degree in exercise physiology. And he reinforces that point to me. Try physical therapy. I think it would be good for you. I'm able to get in my first um, year applying. The guy who's my last affiliation is the physical therapist for the New York Islanders hockey team. The guy is never around. Think about this, I'm literally graduating and I am now left on my own to figure this stuff out. If there was someone overseeing me who said, don't ever do that, I would have never experimented. I then opened my own facility only a year and a half after I graduate and I'm given the opportunity and all throughout this whole time, I'm continuing to understand and, and delve into and create theory about what is pain, how is it transmitted, how do you determine what the tissue is that's creating it? And that process begin, and then think about how bizarre. It's through three people that I meet the guy who says you should try to get local um, some local publicity. And then Mary, the fact that she, at the time, was given the change from a two-minute segment to half-hour interviews, which allowed me to... The fact that the the father of the lady who was the partner of the guy on PBS, the fact that the guy cancels to get me the PBS test, the fact that the publisher is... The, the producer is able to get me Hay House. I mean, that Hay House happened to have an office where what doctors don't tell you is offices. I mean, it. Seems like a that, lot
0: of dots being connected. That, that's a lot of <laughs> that's a lot of stuff to say. It's just arbitrary. Yeah, and we got some spirituality coming in here. <laughs> and, and, and so
1: I and the good news is, is once you kind of come to that, you become very peaceful with it. Yeah. Where initially it's like really scary to say, oh, my God, is there a reason behind this? And, you know, I can just sit back and let it happen. As it begins and as it starts coming together, it really gets to a point where there's a tremendous comfort. I am at peace with my life. I believe that there is this reason I'm doing this. There's a bigger power. There's a reason I'm on your podcast. All of this has meaning. And I don't know what the end meaning is. At the end, I will be shown. And at that point, all of this will make sense.
0: Well, just like now that you're recapping the last 25 years, you can connect dots and then it starts getting fuzzy. You know, you got to live another 10, 20 years. Exactly. To to do this. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But at this
1: point, when you look the last 50 years and it seems like there's this just continuum of things that have fallen into place, and that's a lot of things, and it takes a lot of bizarre things to have happened for those to have fallen into place. You start to say it's, it's so wild because when you're a science guy, you're so anti the idea that there's any external force other than your decision making yeah. that's controlling what's happening to you. That where I am now is literally 180 degrees from where I was when this whole thing began. I was I said every day of my life I must control every minute of it. Every decision, everything that happened is a decision
0: I make. That. Just went completely away. Yeah. Yeah. I think as long as you're just moving forward, that's it. Never looking in the past, whether you think who's in control or your decision makings, as long as you're moving forward in some direction with some shifts, you can't lose.
1: Yeah. You do what you think you should do for today, but with the intent of always having your eyes and ears open to something that might present itself, that maybe it does shift you in another direction. But you, you just have to live the day to the fullest under the understanding you have for that day. But understand, it, it might change. You might be going in
0: another direction. So. Yeah, I agree. So, Dr. Mitchell, um, how can uh, some of my listeners get a hold of you? Do you have a website, email? What's, what's the best way? So there's two primary ways to get in touch with me. You could go to the website, which is kind of easy to remember,
1: livewithoutpains.com. Live without pains, it's plural.com. And also uh, by email, I'll always answer emails is Dr. Mitch at mitchelyas.com. It's D-R-M-I-T-C-H at M-I-T-C-H-L-L-Y-A-S-S.com. Those are the two primary ways you can get in touch with me.
0: Okay. And I think it'd be beneficial for everyone listening out there if it resonates with you, you know, at least get a, a screening consultation. It'll do you wonders um like always i'll put all those links uh dr mitchell just said in the descriptions for the podcast you can just click on it and get right to them uh dr mitchell i just want to thank you so much for being on my show i mean we could talk for hours which <laughs> i'm hoping to get you back on so
1: i appreciate it it's great and and, and it was really good uh, talking to you and um i think we got into some real good information that will help people i i pray recognize they kind of have to take some responsibility in terms of figuring out how to move forward in terms of addressing their pain and recognize that the existing model isn't working for a reason and um, they have to be strong and decide to step outside of it yep it's as
0: simple as continue educating yourself people don't don't ever stop don't ever stop moving don't ever stop educating yourself
1: absolutely